This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. You're listening to The Church Boys Free Fall Q&A. It's Billy Hollowell, and I'm here with Josh McDowell, the legendary Josh McDowell. How are you? Wow, legendary. legendary. That makes me feel you old. Are, you are. In the ministry, <laughs> Christian ministry world, you absolutely are. Um, when God said, let there be light, I flipped the switch. <laughs> they had switches back then? Oh, man, when, the dead sea, when I was born, the Dead Sea was only sick. <laughs> I've been around so long. Well, listen, the reason you're here today is to talk about some research. The reason that I'm here is your ratings are going down. You want to raise them back up. <laughs> well, clearly, that's the other reason. I mean, that's here. why you got me here. That's the other reason you're here. But this this issue of um, of pornography, right, and, and a very serious issue, and one that I think, interestingly and disturbingly, a lot of people have not critically really examined or looked at because it's become sort of so normalized. Now, you guys have looked at... Um, pretty in-depth in and intense research. You've commissioned a survey on this topic. And I've been fascinated because you have a lot of psychologists who sort of pop out and say, oh, this is dangerous. Oh, we should be worried about this. And it's very much in a vacuum. Um, but the results that you found, um, I found very disturbing. And I think paint sort of a bigger picture of what might be going on. So let me just first ask you, what led you guys towards this research? I'm an apologist, meaning... I set forth positive reasons to believe. My books do that, all of them and everything. And I care about how people believe what they believe, and I'm pursuing truth, like, quote, the blaze. And uh, about five, maybe six years ago now, I started to sense there's something wrong. There's something happening. I'm good at reading culture. And there's something happening in culture that's not good. It's affecting belief systems, behaviors, and all. But, you know, normally I can pin it right away. I couldn't pin it. So I started studying, listening, asking questions. Oh, did I have a wide awakening. It was pervasive Internet pornography. And I realized if I'm a true apologist, setting forth positive reasons to believe, I must deal with the barriers to belief and behavior, or I'm not a true apologist. So I took it on. I started researching it because I started to read things like from the uh, uh, Journal of Adolescence Research, 2008, that 90%, these are secular sources and everything, 90% of university students, 31% of university women watch pornography. I said, no way. And then found out that between plus or minus, 50% or more pastors watch it. 60 or more plus percent youth pastors watch it. 77% of men in the evangelical church watch it. And it was a big eye-opener for me. I hadn't expected it. And so I started doing more and more research. And it became more obvious. It's, a, it's probably the greatest problem or threat to the Christian faith in the history of the world. Wow. Well, that's a strong statement. Well, I think I can <clears throat> prove it. I think I can prove it. And we haven't seen anything yet. In the next 12 to 18 months, everything I talk about today is going to be totally obsolete with what's going to happen in the world. And I was chatting with Dr. Marianne Layden. She's um, a professor of education and um, uh, sexual trauma at the uh, center at the University of Pennsylvania. 
and she's speaking at our summit we're putting on in April. As we started to hang up, she said, Josh, let me share with you something. She says, it's kind of disappointing, discouraging. We're a research center. We do scientific studies, everything, and we no longer do any scientific studies on pornography with students and everything. And I said, why? She said, we can't find any control groups. Wow. And I thought, hmm. Then a major university up in Canada was given a huge contract by the Canadian government just a year and a half ago to do a scientific study of 18 to 24 university students, their involvement in pornography and the consequences. After a number of months, they had to stop the study. In all of Canada, 18 to 24 year olds, they couldn't find any support or um, control group. Another university just came out and said, we don't do any more studies of pornography. Why? Can't find control groups. Wow. I was in Singapore. <clears throat> I'm sitting there at dinner. I was invited to dinner by the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, several cabinet members, and some other government officials, and then a pro uh, professor from the National University. And after we finished eating, I said, uh, why did you call this meeting? I said, can you help us? And I said, what way? And the professor spoke up and said, our country is being overrun with pornography and our young people. And he said, it's so bad, we can't do any scientific studies because in all of Singapore, among young people, we cannot find a control group. And so I thought, I got to commission a study to be done. So somebody said, why'd you choose Barna? I said, why wouldn't you choose Yeah, Barna? I was going to say, Lifeway and Barna I mean, are both very good. And well, not only Lifeway and Barna, but Gallup and others are yeah, very yeah, good. Yeah, in the Christian world, you know. That, yeah, yeah, well, Barna is incredible. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And even George Gallup will say that. Go yeah. to Barna. Uh, so we commissioned him to do his, it's a, one of the top two or three study, largest studies of anything they've ever done. 3,000 involved in it instead of two or 300. And uh, cost a fortune. I was just going to say, yeah, that that is not a cheap undertaking. It was about a quarter of a million. I yeah. mean, the, but, it was but it's worth, worth it. it. I was going to say that. I would imagine yeah. you would and say And they it's had worth to it. come up with a lot of new because of the internet, web, everything today with ways to do it. And so they did. It's called the Porn Phenomenon. We released it today uh, at a news conference. Uh, in several months, we'll have it printed up in a monologue with... Uh, It'll be all the details, implications, everything of pornography today. Chuck Swindoll said uh, several months ago to me, he said, Josh, pornography is the greatest cancer in the church. He said, our, this is Swindoll, our churches are in trouble. And it's too late for those who say we need to wait and pray. It's too late. It doesn't sound like Swindoll. Uh, and I've concluded that if the church does not wake up, especially pastors, the front line of defense, I don't believe it, the parents. That's what everybody says. The front line of defense, the parents, I don't believe it is. I believe it's the pastor is a front line of defense. Because one thing God ordained was that the church, that pastors instruct the parents to rightly relate, raise, and impact their children. Uh, with their faith. So what more bigger area do you have to impact than pornography? Um, and I say to pastors, <coughs> if you remain silent, which 95% have, if you remain silent, 
they knew our incomplicity with pornographers. And I'll tell you this, Billy. If pastors don't wake up in Christian leaders, and not just make a few comments about it, but do something, and I mean radical, then the devastating consequences upon our children will be upon the shoulders and conscience of those pastors. I mean, it, it, it's a sweeping problem. And you've seen the Triple X Church, Craig Gross, the work that he's done. They were groundbreaking. Um, yeah, and they continue to be. I mean, you've got these porn stars who we've interviewed, some of them, who have come out of the industry and who are talking about what that was like for them. Um, Brittany Ruiz, who, who found Christ, became a Christian, left the porn industry. Um, and, and it's a very hard area. You know, Craig was, it's a very depressing area to work in because even battling it, it's hard. But, it, but he's like, we have to do this. You know, we got to try to fight against this. Let me ask you, because I know most of what you found was disturbing. What was the, and you may have already said it, but the single most disturbing piece of the evidence that came from the survey in your view? That as you go younger, the problem becomes greater. And when you project out the 12 to 18 year olds today in just five, six years, <coughs> scares me. More access to technology, I would imagine, oh, right? Course. That's the driving phones, tablets. Yeah. When pastors say to me, oh, come on, Josh, look, it's no big deal. We've always had pornography. I sit there. Why in the world don't you get your head screwed on straight? Of course we've always had pornography, but we've never had its accessibility, its affordability, and the lack of accountability, ever. That is the problem. And the normalization, the, the notion that um, there's, there's nothing wrong with this. That, And this is why when you talk to some people about it, and I've had friends, I've had um, lots of people say, well, this isn't a big deal. Why do you, why, where, what's the big deal? What's the harm in this? Um, of being among Christians, uh, now I'm doing this off the top of my head in the study, I think it's 77 percent will say that child trafficking is totally wrong. It's immoral, it's a sin. 46 percent will say violent, sexual attacks or whatever upon a woman. There's nothing wrong with it. Wow. Yeah. They'll say this is wrong, but when the same thing happens, to a woman, it's not wrong. And then when you see the hypocrisy of university students, oh boy, too bad you can't go to the university with 40 years of experience. Uh, almost every campus has anti-trafficking, everything, <coughs> big time. Oh yeah, it's a passion, everything. And with every student I've talked to that's involved in it, which is most of them, I say, well, do you watch pornography? Well, of course. I'll say, do you know what a big hypocrite you are? You say there's nothing wrong with the very number one thing that leads to child sex trafficking. You're a hypocrite, and you don't even see it. What about the fact, one of the things I had, had written down in my notes is that teens and young adults think that it's more immoral not to recycle than it is to view porn. But do you know why? I think one of the reasons why is you hear a lot about recycling. Come on, you go in the airports everywhere, recycling bins, everything. And it's a good thing, but it's the laziest thing in the it's, world you could do yes, to feel like you did but something But it is a great, good. you hear a lot about you it. Do it but, if we don't recycle, right. look at the ocean out here, all these plastic bottles, everything. You hear so much about it. 
you hear almost zero about porn. Most of your TV shows and everything, one or two of the characters, oh, it comes out, they watch porn, makes a joke up, nothing wrong with it. it well, wow, that's kind of neat. Most of the TV shows have become a form See, of porn themselves. But they'll make an issue about recycling. So I think that's why well, possibly they're really... And the other is, most people 34 and under and older are totally ignorant of pornography and its devastating consequences. Boy, when these people say to me, oh, look, it doesn't hurt anyone. It, it's a private thing. And I said, I wish you could travel with me and meet the children and the wives that have been devastated because of pornography. Don't tell me it's a private act by an individual. It's not. And every time you watch pornography, pornography by complicity, you add to the sex enslavement of those women. Every time. And uh, my problem is, I don't know if we can wake the church up to it. I'm not sure we can. What now, happens and if now we I have don't? to understand, I am so positive. I know you life. are. That's why I mean, I am so positive. My hear. wife reminds me, honey, this is not like you. But just for example, we have this, we're hosting with Covenant Eyes the Set Free Summit on pervasive internet pornography next April 4th to the 7th. It's coming April 4th to the 7th in Greensboro. And it's 20% on the problem, 80% on incredible solutions. We've invited 70,000 pastors. 50-some thousand had personal invitation of me. You know how many have registered? How Seven. Many? I was warned. I was warned by men, you know, top Christian leaders, when they say, well, who, who are you aiming at? I said, well, influencers, leaders, but mainly pastors, because that's where my heart is. <coughs> and every one of them, and if I knew the names, you'd say, whoa, they said that? They said, pastors won't come. Eighteen ministries that work with pornography, against pornography, and the Internet and all, when I called them about supporting and everything else, they said, well, who are you trying to get there? I said, influencers. Everywhere from, I wish every school headmaster would be there because Christian schools has as much a problem as the other schools. Camp directors. 50% of every kid that goes to camp is hooked on pornography. <coughs> it's warm in here and I don't have any water. They're hooked on pornography. And... Uh, they don't handle it right when they find out. But I said to every one of them, mainly pastors, because that's where my heart is. They're the ones that have that direct link to the people. All 18 said they won't come. And with all these people, <coughs> I asked them, well, why? The two top things came, shame and exposure. And I would add a third one to it. It's not a problem. It's just a side problem. When here, like Colson said, it's the greatest cancer in the church. And so we're going to try everything else, but pastors won't come. That's, I mean, unbelievable to me. There are so many other issues that <laughs> pastors would flock to an event oh, like that. Oh, yes. How to grow your church. Uh, <clears throat> right. 
Everything will flock there. Uh, revival, what? everything. I mean, do you follow up with them again? Do you? I would imagine this research has to be compelling. I mean, what, what's your hope for the research? It's pretty compelling stuff. My hope is that if it gets out there and people use it, that it will be another reminder you need to get there. Now, can you imagine this? Now, think of this. It starts Monday night, Tuesday morning. Dr. Donald Hilton, one of the top neurologists in the world, a neurological surgeon, University of Texas. He comes on for 35 minutes. The physical, literal, neurological changes in your brain within several hours of watching pornography. Then, without Q&A or anything at that moment, on comes Dr. William Struthers. Can you change it? Can you literally physical change your brain back to what it was and how to do it? Then immediately comes on Dr. Ted Roberts. Now let's take everything that we've seen here and put it into biblical terminology. Billy, I can hardly wait myself for those sessions and in a Q&A with everyone. No one's ever done that. No one has ever heard that no. sequence or anything. No, because I think this this notion of having neurosurgeons talk about it, it's so rare. It's that vacuum I was saying. You know, we it comes across my desk, we cover it, and our audience reacts to that because I think people want to know, especially the people who and people who are listening to this, who are looking at porn, who are they want to be okay, well what is happening to me? And sh they know they shouldn't be doing it, especially the That's Christians right. who are listening. This would seem to me to be something that everybody would want to know more about. And I think if the general public wants to know that, it's disturbing to me that well, the pastors it be great, don't want to be the ones to... Wouldn't it be great to learn it from the experts? Absolutely. The top experts. You cannot understand porn without understanding neurology in the brain. And I'll say it, any pastor knows to knows. You cannot truly understand a biblical answer to pornography... If you do not understand the brain, and 95 to 98% don't understand the brain, what happens in them? This is a different animal than we've ever faced. But, Billy, here's the problem. Everything we're talking about is like kindergarten to what's going to happen. It already started. There's something started to happen that the church right now has no answer for. I don't know one Christian leader in the world, including myself, that knows an answer for it. It's here. It's going to devastate kids. It's going to, pastors are going to get involved in it themselves, some of them. It's going to ruin homes, destroy marriages, everything. It's what Time Magazine, August issue, said. The world would never be the same again. It's what the Wall Street Journal said. The world will be changed forever come the first three months of 2016. And it's here. I have it right in my hotel room here. I wish I'd brought it. I could have proved it to you. It's called Oculus Rift. It's called Samsung Gear VR. It's called Google Hardcore uh, Cardboard. It's called Microsoft HoloLens, etc. It's on and on and on and on and on and on. It's three things. Augmented reality which is here right now, started 1st of December. Virtual reality will be starting any day now. And then the thing about 12 months from now, and this will be the devastating one, immersion reality. It's going to take porn from here right through the ceiling.
The government is not ready for it. The church isn't ready for it. Schools are not ready for it. And nobody knows about it. Anyone's talking about anything. It's happening right now. It, um, it takes and puts you into a whole 3D true reality for $4.95. I got it in my room, just a little cardboard box. It's incredible. I was just in Acapulco speaking on pornography. I brought some of the pastors up. Because when you talk about it, people, oh, yeah, you're exaggerating, Josh. It says, come on up. And I showed it, not pornography, but similar, you know, they, just, they couldn't believe it. Almost well, every just, person puts on and goes, wow. I was just going to say, that's the whole intention. Oh, you know, virtual reality, this will be so cool, gaming and all these other things. But porn always finds its way in, right. Oh, well, pornographers have dreamed of this for 100 years. The biggest money going into it is pornography. <clears throat> but... Uh, I finally got a hold of two Samsung Gear VR. I got one before they hit the market. I got a demonstrator model. And then I just bought one, but it took me almost six weeks. Why? It started the first of December. I'd go into a, they were only sold by uh, Best Buy, go into a Best Buy store. Well, we're sold out, we're sold out, we're sold out. Looked in America, every single store in America sold out. And so two, three weeks ago, I went in and I said, I need to get this, well, we're sold out. I said, why don't you guys smarten up and get enough in? He said, we have. As soon as we get a huge truck, I mean, Mr. McDowell, a huge truckload in in two days are gone. $99, Samsung Gear VR. He said, tell you what, I set aside one back there for myself. We'll sell that one to you, and the next truck comes in, I'll take one. I said, the man, let me stop. You put it on. I don't dare to describe it over radio. So I really got to water it because it's so. Put it this way. This cardboard, you just put it on. You can choose. You want to be want to be in the cockpit of the Blue Angels. I mean, literally fly. I took off. Pulled it straight. Really? Took off? In the Blue Angels. Everywhere you look. Holy cow. Boom. You're shaking. Everything. And so in one of there, you can click on is a museum. You go to the museum. It'll take an artifact, uh, uh, a dummy, anything else, but one is this big bird artifacts. Now picture this with any kind of woman you want. You just put it on, there's a little thing on top of the cardboard, you push like this, up comes this other figure, you look at it straight on, you're looking straight on like this. You look like this, you're looking at the whole side of it. You look like this, you're looking the other side of it. You look like this, you're looking from the bottom, rump, everything up. You look down like this, you're literally looking down right on it. You stand at the end of it, here's the person. See all the crevices, nooks, anything you want to penetrate for $4.95. So this is what they're going to be pouring their money into. Oh, absolutely! It's here! It's the future! The church can't handle it. Schools won't be able to handle it. It's a gaming device, started out. What do you What do you do if you can't get more pastors to come to your event in April? Tell you what, I'll find something. We're going to do it one way or another, and it's going to be expensive. But we will have twenty. We got twenty seven of the top presenters. Doctor Judith Reisman. Oh my gosh, she's the mother of mothers when it comes to dealing pornography. Uh, we got Dr. Marianne Layden, Dr. Donald Hilton, 
all these men, tops, William Struthers, everything. And um, we'll have it all on video, designed especially for the internet. And we get through. We'll be able to put stuff up on YouTube, everything all over the world. We'll be able to get things into the privacy of pastors who are afraid of exposure, everything, and educate. But uh, just pipe up. So does this educational process involve, I know it involves exposing the consequences to people, but you also mentioned the effects that porn has on the family. So is there going to be education on the family anyway. and, and, and the alternative to basically Remember I said 20% the problem, 80% the solution. We, these presenters are all lined up, and they've got to present a certain way. Mm -hmm. And when a presenter is speaking, here's this huge cardboard, and there's professional graphic artists there. It's kind of like simultaneous translation. This is simultaneous graphics. As a neurologist is speaking, right there appears the exact concept of what he's saying. See, Few people have ever That's seen cool. this. Oh, it's cool. And we get through, it'll go a road all the way around the convention center. When everybody leaves, they get a they get a flash driver ability to take all of that music for teaching, PowerPoint, whatever. But here's the thing. We have presentations with incredible graphics, everything, mm -hmm. on the brain, on children pornography, adolescents pornography, students of pornography, men of pornography, women of pornography marriage and pornography, culture <coughs> and society with pornography, politics and pornography, mm -hmm. all interwoven, but 80% of it must be on <coughs> solutions. Mm -hmm. That when you leave there, you will walk away with probably $50,000 of resources free. Wow. Yeah, wow, no one's ever done that. You will know, I would, if every pastor could be there, they would know how to go back and present to their congregation. A pastor, I don't want to mention one denomination because it would blow your mind, a pastor in that denomination. has a pretty good-sized church, about, yeah, I would say seven to 800. And he came to me several days ago, and he said, and his wife, just after I finished three nights speaking on pornography, he said, uh, Josh, I don't know what to do. He said, I've not been aware of any of this. He said, tell you the truth. I wouldn't know where to start. I wouldn't know how to research this. I wouldn't know how to talk about it to my people or anything. And his wife says, honey, tell him why we really have come up to talk to him. Mm. He went, uh, his wife said, Josh, our son, 22 years old, is in an incredible position of Christian influence and spiritual influence with kids in California, right near my house. Just." mile away or less and uh, said he's 22 years old and the other day he told us over the phone for 10 years he's been addicted to pornography and has totally absorbed his life and he doesn't know what to do and the father had no idea pastor that's 90% that's of all the pastors out there Billy one way or another we gotta find Help them. And here's the other thing. This same thing is true in crew, in a varsity, everything, with pastors, everything. We're driving them underground. Why? One strike, you're out. 
almost every pastor knows, if my people, the board, finds out I'm watching porn, I'm fired. In crew, you're fired. And if I, all of them, you're fired. First of all, I think that's unbiblical. Second, it's driving all of our leaders, even affecting the survey we did. I was going to say, a lot of people are afraid to say, absolutely, pastors, and and this is the problem with surveying sometimes on something, they're not going to say yes because they're so afraid, or they've convinced themselves that it's not true, but that's a a really fascinating dynamic, I was going to ask you that. Yeah, and so, uh, I forgot where I was, I'm so involved in this. No, I mean, what was I saying? You were... um, well, I started. I'm actually overtaken by the interest in polling and how and how um, that would have gone because I was, you know, I was going to ask you a different question, but I think the important question is: Were you was Barna able to account for that at all, or to say? I mean, there's I don't know how they do yeah. that, but you just, you know, in his mind, you'd add a few percentage points, right? In, intellectually, I mean, you would. It may even be more than a few on an issue like this. Who knows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Every study is a little different because the questions are asked differently. Exactly. And, and what you're looking for. <coughs> but for the most part, from our study, it shows a little over 50% of the, the, the stormtroopers of evangelical Christianity, born-again Christians, 50-some percent, actively seek out pornography. Wow. Think of that. Actively, let me ask you this. Final, Those are our stormtroopers. Let me ask you this final question um, oh, before we're over. before we wrap. And I'm gonna I'm gonna make you come back on this show again because I want to have you on. Um, what do you say to the people who scoff and say? Like, what's your direct message to them? This is no big deal. I would say, show me that it's not a big deal. Give me evidence. Give me documentation. That's not a big deal. You give me a documentation that it is so widespread that even the University of Pennsylvania can't find control groups, or University of Montreal, or Singapore. Can't find control groups among 18 to 25 year olds. You show me where it's no big deal when 60-some percent of Christian divorce is directly related to pornography. You show me it's no big deal. You show me I'm wrong in those stats. You can't. You show me you're wrong where erectile dysfunction, (laughs) ED, so if you're right, it's ED, erectile dysfunction has gone from 1% to 30-some percent. And that's one of the first things that happen. You can get an erection with pornography. You can't with your spouse. That's awful. You show me. I mean, here, you want to see how asinine this is. A kid, if he wants to go and buy cigarettes, has to have ID. But he can go directly to pornography and be totally consumed by it with nothing. And it is a drug. One of the best websites on pornography is a Mormon site. They're the best in much when it comes to pornography. And when you're off here, I'll tell you why. Uh, it's called Fight the New Drug. You ought to go to it. We've covered them. Well, yes, let me we've tell covered you, Fight the New Drug quite a bit. I'm impressed with them. They, they, they don't trick you in anything else. 
they are sincerely concerned. And they've done and they've done some research too. They've oh, got a lot of. I have. mean, I mean, they've done more videos than anyone, anything else. And um, you take and you show me that all the research is false. All the problems of emotional erectile dysfunction. The marriage has fallen apart. When virtual reality comes out, it becomes mainstream. It'll be mainstream within 12 months in the world. Within 18 to 24 months, it will be mainstream in the Evangelical Fundamental Born Again Church. And when that happens, I can guarantee you, you see the birth of children going down, the rate of marriage is going down, everything. It's faced it right now. Uh, these images of virtual reality are so powerful. Plus, you feel, feel, see, hear, smell, and taste a sexual orgasm. Why would anyone go back to a real woman? One pornographer said recently, said virtual reality makes a real woman bad porn. And I went on to some of the testing for pornography <coughs> with Oculus Rift and everything, not the images and everything, but what happens to the people, almost everyone, as soon as they put it on, they go, wow, I'll never have to leave home again. Oh, why would any man ever go back to a woman? It's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. One guy just threw himself with hollow uh, lenses, just threw himself in a couch. He said, oh, I'm in another world. And this is, and this is what we have it's to look here. forward to. Oh, many are starting to experience it right now. So I was testing out um, uh, Samsung Gear VR, virtual reality. And boy, you put it on, it's incredible. You're in a theater, you can watch whatever you want in the theater, but you'll go, here's all the other people watching with you down here, going all the way. Oh, you're in this beautiful theater, everything's acting. It's not real though. But to your mind it is. Mm -hmm. Pope John Paul II called the sexual revolution, including porn and um, birth control and abortion, he linked them all together and called it, um, a, he said it was advancing a culture of death. Do you think the solution to this problem is using harsh words like that, basically being harbingers of this. I, I, I think when you look at what you just named and everything else, those aren't harsh words. Those are mild with what I would use. They're mild words, Carly. Uh, I don't know what would turn it around. Is it going to have to be something shocking? I'll tell you what we need. We need a, a Bonhoeffer, a Wilberforth, who's willing to be as passionate about the consequences of pornography as those two men were of Nazism and racism. Mm -hmm. And I don't see any on the horizon. Do you? Do you? I, don't. I don't. I don't. But if we do not have some Wilberforce and others rise up, I don't care what you do. Right. For generations, our young people would be scarred. Well, I'm glad you're holding this conference. I look forward to seeing. I do what as comes well. Out. Well, 
And just thank you. I think you ought to send somebody. No, I'm saying. I think, I think we right should. And right from there, every day, you'll have access to the speakers, everything. This you is a good idea. In, every speaker steps right off into another area, and we immediately interview them for the internet. I think we might. You can throw in some of your questions. Just give them to it. We'll ask. Everything. I love it. Well, it, it listen, Josh, we appreciate you coming down. Are we yeah. done? We're I done. thought we were going to 4 o'clock. We're going to go again. I thought again. we were, we're going until 4 o'clock, We are going to do Billy. a follow-up. We are going to do a follow-up. Billy, I'll do a follow-up if you would check out virtual reality. I will. No, absolutely. You can talk about it. Hear somebody talk. Until you put that headset on. I wish I'd brought it. In 30 seconds, I could have demonstrated for you. It's mind-boggling. It changes everything.